Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. As we roll into Holy Week, and indeed some of these will come out while we're in Holy Week, this is a special treat recorded to us. In 1975, Father James V. McKaminsky, S.J., the pastor at St. Xavier Church in Cincinnati, and the person who had recorded these talks on the seven last words of Christ, uh, passed the recorder on to a friend of my mother's, and she has the original recording, which is now digitized. And I think when you listen to Father Mick Kaminsky on the seven last words, you're going to love it. You will be touched. We're going to put these up one word at a time, the first word, then the second word, then the third word, and I'll try to space them out to make it into Holy Week, uh, but definitely by the time we get to Holy Thursday, all seven of them will be up so that you can listen to all seven, again, on Good Friday, if you wish. Enjoy now, Father James V. McKaminsky, S.J., Treore, The Seven Last Words of Christ. The third word. Mary draws near to the cross whereon hangs her divine Son. The thick darkness has dispersed the crowd. All is silent and the soldiers can find no reason for keeping the afflicted mother from approaching her son. Jesus looks with tenderest affection upon Mary. The sight of her sorrow is a new grief to his sacred heart. He is dying, and his mother cannot console or embrace him. Magdalene, too, is there, distracted with grief. Those feet which a few days before she had anointed with her most precious perfumes are now pierced through with nails, and the blood is clotting round the wounds. John is there too, overwhelmed with sorrow. The silence is again broken. Jesus speaks to his mother and to the beloved disciple. It is his third word. Woman, behold thy son. After that he said to the disciple, Behold thy mother. St. John, the closest friend Christ had in this world, after telling us in his gospel of all the wild tumult on Calvary, adds, as though in a hushed reverential tone, there stood by the cross of Christ Mary, his mother. We're shocked. We're even chagrined because we had almost forgotten her. Please notice the words of the gospel. She stood. Stavad, Mater. Stabat, she kept on standing. Some artists have handed down to us an historical error 
And they have shown the Blessed Mother swooning and fainting and leaning on others for help. The fact is she stood on Calvary. If only she could have prostrated herself as Magdalene did, if she could only have wept, her sorrow would have had an outlet. The sorrow that cries is never the sorrow that cracks. It's the heart that can find no outlet in tears that bursts. The heart that cannot have an emotional breakdown itself breaks. Imagine with me what thoughts went through her mind on Calvary. There were joyful memories, the Annunciation, and we can picture the wide-eyed surprise of virginal humility and innocence knowing that she was going to be the mother of God. And all oh, those precious nine months when she carried God beneath her heart. And the first Christmas when she brought him forth to the world, to us, the first toddling steps he took, the first words. Imagine how she must have thrilled the first time he said, Mother. The growing up around the house, the goodnight kiss, the tender things. How many times must he have said, I am so happy that you're my mother, how she must have felt the feeling expressed, and I saw it recently in a birthday card sent by a mother. It said, may all your days be as bright as you've made mine. These were happy things that Mary could recall on Calvary, but there were sorrowful ones, too. The words of Simeon when she presented him in the temple, your own soul a sword is going to pierce. The flight into Egypt, the loss in the temple when she, for the only time in her life, knew what we know so well, what it's like to be separated from Christ. His leaving home for his public life, the constant danger, especially in the last few days. So just as hers was the first face he gazed on in this world, so on Calvary it's the last. These are his dying words to his mother. And how a mother cherishes the last words, the last gifts. How often have you seen a mother hold up a trinket of some kind and say, my boy gave this to me just before he died? And Bethlehem, she looked down at him. On Calvary, he looks down at her. And in a specially chosen word, not mother, but woman. Woman, behold thy son. <laughs>
and to St. John, here's your mother. What must she have thought on Calvary? Looking around at the new children she had just engendered, Many, many years ago, I was visiting the sister of a fellow Jesuit in a maternity hospital where she had a few days before given birth to a child. And the nun on the floor as I was leaving asked if I would come with her to the bedside of another woman who that morning had given birth to a horribly deformed human being. And they didn't know what her reaction was going to be. And they hoped for some strength and consolation from my Roman color. And I will never blot out of my mind the look that came into the eyes of that woman when they put her baby in her arms for the first time and she pulled back the blanket. It was sheer horror. She looked up and said to the sister, Is this my child? And I nodded. And then another worldly, heavenly look came into her eyes and she clasped that bundle to her breast and she looked up to heaven and said, Thank God for entrusting this immortal soul to my loving care. That's the way our Blessed Mother reacted. St. John, the Gospel says, took his new mother unto his own, into his home, into every detail of his life, a model for us. Has Mary failed his mother? No. We have the memorare, which unfortunately is going out of style. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. No woman can ever forget her own child. That's why we feel deep down in our hearts that every time she sees another innocent child at the first communion rail, Every time she sees another penitent sinner making his way to the cross or another broken heart pleading that the water of a wasted life will be changed into the wine of God's love, she hears once again those words, Behold thy child. We, what a plea we have at moments of trial or unbounded grief or drifting tears or broken heart. We can say, Remember, he once said to you about me, 
here's your son, here's your child, you're his mother. She won't fail us. That's why I like to think, and I think it so often, that then when we who have been devoted to Mary during our lives, when we come to close our eyes in death, and open them in eternity on the sacred face of Christ, our judge. It's quite possible that the very first words we will hear in eternity from his sacred lips will be, Welcome. I've heard my mother speak of you. You have been listening to a devotional episode of the Bellarmine Forum podcast on the seven last words of Christ, Treore, recording of Father James V. McKaminsky, S.J., in 1975 at St. Xavier Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. Production of this episode was underwritten by an anonymous donor that asks you to say your rosary daily. If you would like to underwrite production of the podcast, contact the forum using the contact form on the website bellarmineforum.org or call us. This podcast is a production of the Bellarmine Forum, formerly known as the Wanderer Forum Foundation. Founded in 1965 on the heels of Vatican II as a faithful enclave of Catholic faith without all the progressive modernist confusion. Our producer sits at the right hand of the Father and will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. Our executive director made all things visible and invisible. Our technical director is an unnamed angel assigned to us by the producer per show. The Bellarmine Forum is a non-profit public charity and all donations are tax deductible to the maximum extent permitted by law. Even if you don't have the funds to donate, say a Hail Mary. There's so many good things going on and we see just the little things that we have even on the website touch lives all around the world. We have stories of parents who didn't realize that the catechism is unchanged and their children should learn about the sacraments. We have others that have put their whole family into the Marian Catechist program because they wanted to learn the faith Those are all good things, and they come about through God using us to touch those people. And that happens through grace, and we get grace from prayer. So more important than the donations are the prayers. Keep Continue to pray for the Bellarmine Forum. And hopefully you found this presentation of the seven last words of Christ as touching and bringing grace to you as we hope. This show is copyrighted by the Bellarmine Forum 2019 to the greater glory of God and the honor of his blessed mother.